Welcome to the Double Eye Show Fantasy Island Islanders. Today, we only got Bombo and yours truly, Sweet Tea. King is off doing his own thing today, kind of stuck doing other commitments, but we're going to carry this on without him. So, Bombo, this is going to be kind of a new thing for us that we're going to try out here, and it's going to be entitled, He Did What?, So what we're going to do is we're going to start recapping just a little bit of who just balled out last week. And last week being week 10, there was a lot of guys that kind of balled out. And we're going to kind of call out a couple of them today for you. So, Bombo, why don't you give us your two guys that balled out so that we can say he did what? All right, T. He did what? Cole Komet came back from the dead? Hey, people were... Drafting Cole Komet as tight end one on their team, people that were drafting way back when that went really heavy on other positions and thought they could save him for the end. He was projected to go in that five to 10 range. People jumped on it. And then the disappointments with the Bears early on in the season made it so everyone dropped him. I mean, this guy got dropped real quick and now he's back. And as you see Justin Fields ascending, Cole Komet's becoming a big play guy. The Bears are becoming just a real big play team for, especially for fantasy owners. Like these guys are, you know, 60 yard touchdown, 60, 62 yard runs. But Cole Komet's coming off of four catches, 74 yards, and two touchdowns. One of those was huge. If you watch the Sports Center, you saw that. And now with how volatile the tight end position is, Cole Komet is someone that going down the stretch, he can bail out your fantasy team. He some of these teams, some of these fantasy teams that are on the fringe, you you're stacked in other positions, and the tight end position has just been dogging you out. Kyle Pitts you can get Cole Komet, set it and forget it. He does have a bye week coming up, week fourteen. Uh, Cole Komet's balling right now. That you want all pieces of this offense as far as it, it's real simple, right? Look at the Bears, see who's scoring the touchdowns, and get a piece of stock in them. Also, finally. Is it CeeDee Lamb wide receiver one time? CeeDee Lamb, Dak Prescott out there against the Green Bay Packers. He was out there looking like Stephon Diggs. And when you drafted CeeDee Lamb, you were hoping he would have some an ascension like Stephon Diggs. He wasn't going to quite be Cooper Cup, but he was going to be in that realm. Maybe of like Justin Jefferson last year. But, you know, in this game against the Green Bay Packers, what I saw was no legit number two receiver. I would say their legit number two receiver T is Schultz. It's it's definitely not Gallup nor Brown. You know, there's rumblings that they're going to bring in Odell. The fact that the Cowboys think they need to bring in Odell is telling you that they don't have anything behind C.D. Lamb. Ride that wave. He's going to get targeted like crazy. Because if you even on that last drive in that horrible overtime for the Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb was getting targeted. You could argue that there was a pass interference that should have been called to set up that that before that fourth down. But the thing was, in those crunch time situations, they were still looking at CeeDee Lamb eight yards down the field. And and CeeDee Lamb also has the ability to take something short and take it to the house. And if he keeps on getting the usage, like we just seen him get the usage this past week, CeeDee Lamb could be the number one overall wide receiver from this point on. No doubt, no doubt. Actually, you know what there, Bombo? You know, if you go back to the divisionals and what we were saying about just their receiving core in general, outside of C.D. Lamb, who was there, right? We said Michael right. Gallup being hurt. We just don't know what the hell we were going to get with him. And it's showing. I mean, we kind of called it out saying even when he comes back, he's probably not going to be effective because the type of injury he had was just too devastating. And for him to come back that quick would be just, you know, it just doesn't make sense. And it hasn't. 
Right. So we were kind of right about that. But the one guy that I really liked that you called out was Cole Komet. Cole Komet in the last three games has had five touchdowns. And the one touchdown that you were talking about last week that you called out, that was, a, I mean, that thing was a thing of beauty from Fields, right? Fields is rolling left, throws across his body. The defender pinches, lets Komet go in behind him. And, you know, I just, I can't say enough. The guy's route running has gotten better as the season has gone on. And I think that's a big factor too. Not only has the the offense gotten better, but just his route running. And when he does get the ball, he's just a beast with the ball. He's, he's physical and he's violent with the ball once he gets it. These guys are just getting run over by him. So I love Cole Komet. I think it's smart when you got tight ends around the league going down right now. So that's a great call out right there. I love your picks this week. Bamba, I'm going to go into mine. My first, he did what? Has got to be Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. This guy, I mean, come on. If he's not considered the top wide receiver in the league at this point, I don't know who is. Seriously. You know, the catch that he made, it's a one-handed catch. And everybody was saying, oh, yeah, it's an Odell type of catch. No, no, it's not. This guy, it was way better than Odell. This is probably the best catch, not just of the season, but probably one of the best catches in the history of the NFL. This guy goes up one-handed. The defender actually caught the ball. And Jefferson one-handed strips him from the ball and comes down with it. I mean, this is just, this is sick. This guy is next level. Just let me just rattle off a couple stats. He caught 10 of 16 targets for 193 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he should have had more. I mean, honestly, because there was a couple of pass interferences against him. There was a, a couple other things. I mean, this is the fifth game out, out of the last six where he's reached over 100 yards. This guy is just sick. And if you had an opportunity to get him and you didn't, you're an idiot. <laughs> like this guy, if seriously, if you're in a PPR league and it's not a legacy league where, where you're, you know, you got guys keepers and all that type of stuff and you have a chance to get him next year, his only, his only ceiling really is his quarterback. Yeah, I mean that's that's the one holding him back right now at this point. That's that's the problem with him right now. Because I'm sorry, I, I know everybody's talking about Cousins having a great game. No, he didn't. Cousins was all over the place. He played like shit. But because he throws the ball a billion times a game, that's why they say, oh yeah, he did. He had a great game. No, he didn't. Picture Justin Jefferson with a real quarterback. Just think about him on any other team that has a solid quarterback. This guy's number is going to be through the roof. So I love what he did. 35 fantasy points last week. He's got a tough matchup in week 11 against the Cowboys. But if a team like the Bears can put up points on the Cowboys the way they did and the way that the Packers did last week, I think that the shine is coming off of that defense right now. So I really think that Jefferson can exploit them. So I love me some Justin Jefferson, and he balled out. So hats off to him. My number two guy of he did what is another Justin. Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a freak. This guy is a phenom. 
He is the best running quarterback in the league right now. Don't give me that Lamar shit. Yeah, Lamar can run. We know that. But he doesn't run like Fields. Fields is fast. Lamar is fast. But Fields is bigger, more physical, but he doesn't have to be physical. And then when he's passing, I mean, his ball is so beautiful as a deep ball. They just need to start getting him more integrated with the throwing portion of it. Of course, his receivers are kind of the issue right now, but they got to get Claypool more involved in that offense. But yeah. going back to what he did, though, 167 yards, you know, two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. This is sick. This guy's next level. He set another NFL record for 549 rushing yards over the last five games for a for a quarterback. He's really kind of cemented himself right now as it stands as a top 10 fantasy quarterback. And dare I say, probably a top six. I wouldn't put him over Mahomes. I wouldn't put him mm-hmm. over, you know, Allen. I wouldn't put him over Lamar just yet. Wouldn't put him quite over Hertz yet. So that's why I got him as probably number six. But if you look at what he's doing right now, I know that there's a lot of people trying to call him out saying that he might be by the end of the year. You got to at least put him in the argument or the talk of MVP. And yeah, there's there's a lot of validity to that. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. This guy is special and Chicago's got a quarterback for the next couple decades. Who knows how long this guy mm-hmm. can play? Justin Jefferson, Justin Fields. If you got, if you own any of these guys, they're putting JJ. it together. They're putting it together just in time for your fantasy team. You like that one? So, Ooh, I like with, that. Yeah, we you know we talk all the time. Justin Fields has been. We've been on the Justin Fields train. We rode the whole roller coaster of him getting people picking him up, him getting dropped. You know, and everybody that's that's had any equity in Justin Field has probably been on that same roller coaster and been like, I'm done with this guy. Bears look horrible. But, you know, if you're fantasy fans, sometimes you got to look at it from a football eye. If you look at what the Bears were doing earlier in the year, they were running all over everybody with Herbert and Montgomery. So and we and you, you would say hey, their, their run blocking is pretty good. Now, imagine if they integrated their fastest and most dangerous weapon on the ground with that same run blocking. And as soon as you've seen, you know, the Bears open up that playbook or maybe even simplify it down a little bit. They were giving them one read and go. You know, they were setting up the blocking scheme for him on design runs and he was doing the rest. And you're right. When it comes down to it, Lamar has a second gear. We know Lamar is a human joystick, but there's something about the way that Justin Fields is running the ball where he's two steps and gone. I mean, he has a wide stride. I mean, I could probably compare it to when we first started seeing what people couldn't do with Kaepernick when he first came out. He just looked like a gazelle going down the field and it was just taking off for long runs. But what you really don't see... And what really does, there isn't making the highlights are some of these smaller plays that Justin Fields is doing when he's caught in the backfield and he's shaking three or four guys just to get a little dump off off for, for positive yardage. These are sacks that he was taking earlier in the year. Now he's keeping the play alive and guys are getting open. People like Cole Komet are able to get open a little bit more. They can release off their guy. And you're right. When they got to start integrating that big body, bringing Claypool in from what I hear, He's had minimal usage. You can't bring Claypool in and start adjusting the offense and simplifying it for Claypool while you're trying to do the exact same thing for Justin Fields. So you don't want Claypool to come along at the same rate as Justin Fields. So you tell Claypool, 
these are our simple base packages. This is what you're going to go do out there as a receiver, but he's going to be working extra hard and that connection is going to come. And when that connection starts coming, then you're going to start seeing, you know, more Justin Fields passing touchdown highlights. But after right now, ride that wave. I think if you're just going by what his numbers have been just the past five weeks, he is a top three fantasy quarterback. There's some people that would take Justin Fields right now over what Josh Allen has left as far as the rest of the season. Just because right now Fields is playing with house money, you, you know they got to play it safe. Josh Sullivan has like the, the injury, you know it's not getting any easier for Buffalo. Whereas Chicago, you see what Chicago's doing right now. They're just following that Buffalo, that Philadelphia, that Ravens model of let's adjust our offense to our quarterback and ex- and exploit all these weak defenses with what he does best. And as long as the Bears are doing that, they got a good future, man. Big time. I know. I love it. Being a Bears fan, it got it has me finally excited about this damn team. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, Bombo. So we're going to go into our next new little segment, which is Ask an Idiot. This is our mailbag. For those of you Fantasy Islanders out there that have been listening to the show all season, I don't know if you're checking out our descriptions in the podcast, but we do include our email address so you could email us and you could let us know how we're doing if you hate us if you like us if you you know have a question or if you just kind of want some fantasy advice go ahead and reach out to us but bombo we had a listener kind of reach out to us recently and he's got a kind of a unique situation with his running backs coming up in week 11 and so i wanted to throw this out to you because he threw it out to to the group but it I really would like to hear what you had to say about this. So I'm going to go ahead and get into his his email to us. And it says, hey, guys, I currently have a situation at running back going into week 11. My four backs are Jeff Wilson, who's on a bye week, Damian Pierce, Saquon Barkley, and Jamal Williams. First of all, that's a fucking outstanding back yeah. setup right there. Yeah, I don't know who was sleeping in his draft, but that's fucking crazy. I feel like he built that team up, though. I feel like he – I think Saquon was drafted – Maybe Damian Pierce and everybody else he built up, got him off the waiver wire. Probably because Jamal yeah. Williams and Jeff yeah. Wilson, exactly. Yeah. So it says, I think I need to play Saquon for sure, but who do you recommend I play as number two spot? Considering Wilson is on a bye, Pierce has a tough matchup against Washington, and Jamal Williams is playing the Giants. All right, Bombo, who should he play All right. in that number two? All right. So let me get two easy ones out of the way. Saquon Barkley never comes out of your lineup. Statistically, he's the number one running back in football, fantasy-wise. I think it's neck and neck with Nick Chubb, no matter, depends on what format you're in, because Saquon catches a few more balls. And you don't take Saquon out of your lineup unless you're listening to King, and King says to bench him on a start sit because he's going against yeah, the Yeah, that motherfucker's weird, dude. He, yeah. he hits some of those, man. Oh, God. He's like he, said a fucking, bench, like, he said to bench Chubb, Chubb's coming off of three touchdowns and almost 200 yards, and... Yeah. Next week he was done. And it worked. Yeah, it right. worked. He was right. I mean, he's, he's like a fucking psychic or something. Don't tell him that, though. And the other thing is, depending on your scoring, whether it's standard or PPR between Damian Pierce, Saquon Barkley, and Jamal Williams, I'm going to give you the same answer because it's kind of a wash with this one. Saquon stays in your lineup. So it's really between Damian Pierce and Jamal Williams. It's really about where both of these backfields are going. So right now, Damian Pierce is everything in Houston. 
they're seeing what they're working with right now. You already know what's going on with Brandon Cooks. He's not really getting involved with the offense. He's not, he's checked out. They're trying to target Nico Collins a little more, see what they have with Davis Mills. But since Damian Pierce took over the backfield, the whole offense has been Damian Pierce. And after a while, teams are going to see that. And Washington is one of those teams. Riverboat Ron, he has that defense playing really inspired ball right now. The whole team is playing inspired. And I think they're really one-dimensional in Houston. Plus, Houston just added Eno Benjamin off of waivers. And they claim, they took a waiver claim on him. So they're picking up his salary. They're taking care of everything from him. And that just goes to show you that there's going to be another element to that backfield. I think Rex Burkhead's kind of washed at this point. He's probably a great locker room guy, but really not much you can do. Eno Benjamin is you know, f- very young, very quick. He can do a lot of the things that a young Rex Burkhead could do. So he might be getting phased out. And that team is a young team that's trying to do what they got to do to acquire as much talent as possible. So I would say Damian Pierce is kind of iffy and I would go with Jamal Williams for the simple fact that Jamal Williams is the RB1 right now in Detroit. If Detroit gets blown out real early, completely ignore what I say. They're going to turn away from the run. That's not going to happen. But if Detroit keeps competitive with the Giants, I expect Jamal Williams to definitely get the goal line carries and that Jared Goff can move the ball. So they'll be in more red zone positions than Houston will be in against Washington. And it's, it's really a mystery to all of us because we hear that DeAndre Swift putting in, you know, sessions in practice and that he's coming along and this is the healthiest he's been in a few weeks. And then he gets minimal usage on that team and everything's going to Jamal, going to Jamal Williams. They're even getting Justin Jackson involved more than Swift right now. So right now, Jamal Williams is the man in a more high powered offense that probably will have to be in a shootout in order to keep up because the defense is not stopping a nosebleed. So I would go with Jamal Williams off the touchdown upside and just being a key cog in a better offense right now. Going forward, Damian Pierce is the better running back, but in this scenario, Jamal Williams. Yeah, good call out there, Bombo. You know, when you think about it, Pierce, that matchup is just brutal against Washington. You know, Washington defense is just so stellar right now. Their front four is sick. They stop everything that even gets near them. So that's tough. Plus, the one thing that you didn't mention, and it may not be a factor. That's probably why you didn't mention it. But one thing that you can't ignore is the fact that Pierce got hurt last week during the game. And he came out for a little while. He did go back in. I haven't heard anything about him on the injury report. But that is just something that would concern me just a little bit. I'm sure he's going to play. It's probably just a bruise or something, but it looked like it was right above his knee. So that just is a little cause for some concern. But again, as of right now, nothing on the injury report with him for that. But I would definitely just say that that's just another reason why you would not want to kind of start him in that number two spot against Washington. Yeah, and that would probably explain the pickup of Benjamin as well off of waivers. If yeah. you know they they might want to be easing him up a little bit. I know that we've all all three of us have spoke about Damian Pierce and what he is to that team, and what we what we say is just don't let the wheels fall off. Like don't ride it off. Don't put too many miles on that car right now, especially if you're not going anywhere. So yeah, you might see him get limited, whereas you're seeing Jamal Williams actually get more carries than what he's been expecting and he can carry the load and he's been healthy all year so yeah Yeah, absolutely all right good shit way to go bombo that was some good advice over there 
So hopefully we'll see if he takes the advice and how it works out for him. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap us up for today. Just keep listening and we'll see you on the next one. Out. Yeah.